On this edition of the Cubs Talk Podcast, an NBC Sports Chicago production, ESPN's Jesse Rogers joins Gordon Whitmire and myself, Tim Stevens, to talk the shortstop market this winter as it pertains to the Cubs, the catching market, and Wilson Contreras market, and looking ahead to what moves the Cubs could make this winter. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let's play two. Welcome in to another edition of the Cubs Talk Podcast, an NBC Sports Chicago production. I'm Tim Stevens with Gordon Whitmire. Joining us today is a special guest, ESPN's Jesse Rogers. Jesse, thanks for joining us today. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Uh, I'm waiting for the check from Gordon in the mail, but uh, I assume it'll be on its way sometime before the end of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold, hold your breath and, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be right there. <laughs> I meant by check, I meant a doers, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely make that happen. Good. Hey, by the way, I had this question for you. You, yeah. uh, you, you did the playoffs all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where I yes. was, there, I, I couldn't see any playoffs. But um, <laughs> I, I had this question because I remember back in the days when I used to cover the playoffs, you know, depending on where you went, usually it was like a crappy box lunch for meals. Mm-hmm. Not really, what, what, are the, what are the meals like now, press box meals at the playoffs? So I've done a lot of interviews and podcasts since the season ended. That's the best question I've gotten because I, yeah. I have a, I've a ready-made answer. Philadelphia, as Gordon, you would yes. know, and others that travel there, excellent, excellent. We, um, they, you know, so they do a full, full meal, no box lunches, and it didn't matter which round. E- each round there was more media there. They did the full meal e- each round. And, of course, what's famous in Philadelphia is ice Frank. Cream. Yeah, Frank, the ice cream guy. Yeah. So – so listen to this, Gordon. Only Jason Stark could 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 do this. We sat down for dinner, had our ice cream, and then Jason Stark tried to figure out how many scoops Frank has given out over the course of his career <laughs> and if and when he'll need Tommy John surgery because the <laughs> Phillies are, were advancing so far this year. And I think the number he came up was, uh, with was over 400,000 scoops Did he's that given out. Column? Did he do a column? With that? He may have. He was talking about doing it, and we were all egging him on. Yeah, you got to write about Frank. You got to write about Frank. And I'm not sure if he did it, but, you know, Frank's an institution there. And I did what I do, at least two rounds in Philly. So I gained, I don't know, eight pounds of, of just on ice cream alone. It was it was incredible. <laughs> well, so Philly, well. Philly was great. Houston was okay. They had a full meal, but they really weren't ready for the crush 
So it was a little messy by the end of the night. It was a little bit all over the place. I ended up sort of get, going to the concession stand area. But at least it wasn't a boxed meal at either place in the World Series. Anybody have anybody have boxed meals on the way to the World Series? I don't think so. It was pretty, pretty good, good, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they put out some boxed meals on workout days, as you know. But other than that, it was it was full meal full meals. Where else did I go? Atlanta. Um, that was a little tricky, actually. Atlanta wasn't the best because they have the they have the meal downstairs. The press yeah, box is mean, up. So they put up. Products. Yeah, they they put up. We needed someone to rip on Waffle House like they did lat, the year before. So they remember they were making Waffle House. They were making waffles for us because one of the L.A. writers ripped on Waffle House. I could do this for the whole hour, guys. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, now we know why. The Cubs are tanking. Ricketts don't want to pay for those meals. Yeah. I mean, the regular season meals are okay. If that's the the industry standard now. Right. The regular season meals are okay at Wrigley. Now, my memory is always so bad. Have we had a playoff game since they redid it? No, right? I don't think so. Uh, No. (laughs) Wait, wait. When did they read? That's what I'm saying. Did they redo it? I can't remember, but I don't think. It doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 20 doesn't count. Exactly. So um, we we have to see if. Wrigley's press box can handle a World Series. No chance. If, if we ever get there again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, uh, I want to start. That should be the next question, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it ever going to happen again? Ever's a long, ever's a long time. Ever's a long time. Uh, it's it, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. This being in all seriousness, not about whether it be about cheapness or anything else. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because you need a few stars to win a World Series. And right? wh- where are those emerging stars, um, established stars, soon-to-be stars, like MVP caliber, Cy Young caliber? They're not quite there. There's good players you maybe on the come. There's been 37 or 38 teams in history that have won 100 games and then won a World Series. Not one of them has done it without a Hall of Fame player. Wow. And the Cubs might, if John Lester doesn't make the Hall of Fame from that 2016 team, they might not have a Hall of Famer on that team. Which is insane because at the and, time we they, thought a few yeah, would. Right. We thought three or four might. Well, yeah. And, and now, now play it forward and, and look at this team that Jed's building. And you, I think you were one of the people asking Jed uh, at the GM meetings about what about a star? Don't you think you need a star? And that's all we saw in the teams that advanced. In, in the postseason. Yeah. Now, he pushed back a little bit, mentioned the Rays. Fair enough. They got to the World Series in 20. They have a great organization. They do it without stars. But but I'll defend Jet. I think he even knows he can't win consistently without him. He's not going to be the Rays. They're not the Rays. They're the Cubs. They have money to spend. Stars guarantee you things that even good organizations without him can't guarantee, and that is perennially being in it and maybe winning it. So he knows he well, needs them. He needs to find them. Well, look at uh, even the Rays had Snell was a star when, when he was doing those no-hit innings against the Dodgers. I think he was a Cy Young winner. Yeah, Longoria uh, in 08. You know, he Longoria, was a star. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It, so they have had their stars, and he, Rosarena came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he might, you might not have projected him as a star when they got him, but he certainly became a star, and they don't win without him. So that it still makes the point. Right. And, Fra- and Franco is a star if he can stay healthy. So, exactly. yes, it, it, it does right. still make the point. And look, for all we know, Christopher Morrell will be a star. 
It's hard to see that for you know. It's you, I wouldn't no. guarantee it. He's not the talent that Franco is. Wait, that's what I'm saying. You you never say never on a player. You let guys emerge. But there's I mean, there's no there, yeah. There's no Chris Bryant waiting. There's no Anthony Rizzo. You know. You know, Nico might make an All Star team. Right, but we're Maybe. we're talking. Right now, look. If you have nine of those guys, if you have nine all stars, great, and none of them are MVPs. But that's not realistic. Usually, there's a few guys that drive the bus that put up the thirty-five and a hundred, and everyone follows along. They ha- they seem to have the followers, they and a good making of, of followers, even in the minors, but not necessarily the, the top end stars. This this is why Dave Dombrowski got the contract extension that we heard about today, because he goes and gets stars, and then he gets to World Series. And he gets the right stars. You could pick the wrong stars, right? That 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 are there just there after signing the uh, the the deal for the for the paycheck. But but guy like Schwarber, even Castellanos, not even Castellanos is definitely uh, you know all about winning. He's he's too much about winning. He's so intense. So he picks Except the right stars. When his mind wanders in the outfield during a regular season, as I think he said. Yes, he did say that. But you know what? He came up big when they needed it. Um, I wrote today at ESPN.com that Dave Dombrowski has carte blanche. And that was before they extended him. I mean, he, he can do what he wants there. He walks on water with John Middleton. And I, you can see why. The guy's won basically everywhere he's gone. And he'll probably keep winning in Philly in some capacity. Now, you know, hard, winning World Series is hard, but being in the mix is, is the goal. And he certainly has put them in that position. No doubt. Well, Jesse, I read something else you wrote and your whole team at ESPN and a really interesting piece of free agency predictions. And, you know, we've obviously spent a lot of time since the season ended on, on this podcast talking about which shortstop we think the Cubs should get. Um, I, I've kind of followed along when you've, you've made appearances, MLB network and uh, whether the Cubs will land one of these shortstops and, and where do you kind of stand on that? I mean, I know in your piece as you laid it out, you predicted trade Turner to the Phillies, Correa going back to the twins Swanson to the Braves and then Bogarts Giants and then parentheses or Cubs. So yeah. how are you viewing them in this market? Yeah, I gave myself an out with Cub fans just through that little in parentheses Cubs in there. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not top of the market. Even they would say that. They're not pushing all their chips in for one of these guys. And at first look, I thought maybe the market might be depressed a little bit. None of the four shortstops that were signed last offseason made the postseason Already buys his contract, looks old. Like, you know, recency usually informs what's going to happen in the fu- near future. But there's a lot of money to be spent. These are pretty damn good players. So at the end of the day, I think Trey Turner is going to get max kind of money. I think Correa is going to get max money. He didn't switch to Boris for nothing. Um, the surprise would maybe be the fact that he gets it from the Twins, which I'm predicting, but you never know. Uh, so I still think something kind of has to come back to them. Maybe the Bogarts Hoyer connection is 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 there or something, and you know six years is probably the 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 um, extreme end of what the Cubs want to do. Um, there's a couple guys I think Swanson would be the top of the list that want to win now in every year, and they're not necessarily ready for a, a um, even the middle of a rebuild. And unless you're going to give them max money, I don't think they're going to come. I'd put Swanson on that list, and maybe even all four for that matter. Um, so that I, I feel like they're on the outer edges, but they're not, in my mind, a favorite to get any of them. But they could still, still get one. I put Bogarts at the top of the list. Um, but again, there's a lot. This is very early in the offseason. People still don't understand how baseball works. Um, the teams aren't really exchanging numbers. They're they're just talking and filling each other out. Maybe it's getting a little bit closer to some numbers as we get to the winter meetings. But it's a long way to go. 
Hey, hey, Jess, what do you think of this thinking on the shortstop market? I'm with you that the Twins are definitely going to be in big on on Correa because they know him so well and they love him so much. And when you add, and when you get into those long, um, the length of the contract uh, goes deeper, then you know you can maybe make the AAV work. So uh, and they've got they got plenty of money. Actually, a lot of teams have plenty of money though. That's the yeah. thing, right? I was counting this up. Um, what did what did Boris say at the GM meetings? There's twice as many teams after these shortstops as there are shortstops. And then when I looked it up, I counted 11 or 12 that might have a need. And lots of teams have money. Um, like contenders who already have loaded rosters have money. Uh, a lot of them do. And so I think that's going to drive their value up. And I'm with you on on. I don't think the Cubs have this big appetite for beyond five years, but I, I think if that's where the market goes, their need is so great. If they got the AAV where they wanted it and they got the guy they want, there's no qualifying offer attached to Korea. There are the rest of the guys. He's two years younger than most of those guys. Mm -hmm. So two extra years on a deal is kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. Here, here's my, here's my only issue. And I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, he, switch, he switched to Boris a year ago. He had to take the, we'll call it tail between the legs deal last year, even though he made 30 plus million. But I don't think but, that's a tail between the legs because. No, I know, I know. For two I, reasons, right? Yeah, okay. He's going to get max AAV on that. He's right. going to get the opt out after one year. And Boris doesn't have to share 10 years of a contract with his previous agent. Once that contract expires, it's all Boris commission. No, I, and, and I agree with that. And you're making my point. My point is he needs max or not needs. He's probably going to get max dollars, max deal because of everything we just said. And I remember what I asked him about Correa and um, uh, was it uh, who else opted out for him? Um, Rodon. Rodon. Remember I asked Boris. Is, do you, I mean, do you, do you foresee either one of those guys taking a short-term opt-out deal again? That was my question to him. Don't you think they're going to want homes? And if they want homes, that's max-type money. That's why I don't like the Cubs and Correa, because Boris, he switched to Boris for a reason. That reason is to push the chips in, get max deal. And I just don't think the Cubs are doing eight. And, I think I said eight and 230. And I talked to a couple people that read it today, you know, in the game. And they said, Jesse, you're low. You're low. He's getting more than 230. He's getting closer to Turner. I think Turner's the best on the market. Yeah, He's getting 250. And uh, the Cubs, Cubs aren't spending 250. And frankly, I know you and I might disagree a little bit on this, Gordon. I'm not, I'm not sure I would waste the first two years, as Jed has said before, about uh, of, a, of a star. And then all of a sudden, when you're ready to win, he's 30. You got six years left. You're not getting his best. So I, I kind of like the idea of being prudent a little yeah. bit, as long as you do spend it somewhere eventually. If you don't go out and get these guys, though, then you're looking at, uh, you know, Hap's going to be 30 pretty soon. Um, Steele's not 23. Uh, you know, Stroman will be gone. Uh, Hendricks will be gone. I mean, you have a short shelf life in this game anyway. You got to go out and start making some things happen now. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And that's why you can piecemeal for a while, but eventually you just got to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm with you. If you're going to go max on Correa or, or one of those guys, then you better add more than that. You can't just stop at one because now you're just kind of like, okay, uh, what, what, what if we get the best two years out of Correa, but we're not ready to win until his third year, and then he's not very good. So it's like you really do have to kind of push in. But the problem is 
going back to what we said, they don't have any stars. I mean, they really have to sign them all to, to compete right away. And, are, and, know, and knowing them, they're not going to. What are they doing for a friggin' middle infield if they don't go and get one of these guys? I mean, they got a boatload of second basemen. Miles Mastrobuoni. <laughs> Mastrobuoni beef. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, 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 I think we're, we're in agreement. It's just it's hard to see how this thing works. If they had a couple of core stars – and I mean more than Suzuki, then, then it, you know, maybe Correa would be closer to the finishing touch. But Correa's a first star on the team, not the last star like right. Lester was or Hayward was close to. So it's they're sort of caught in between. But, look, I'm never going to say don't go get a star. Get yeah, them and, and deal with the end of the contract when, when, when you have to deal with it. I mean, my last word on this, I'll let you go next, Tim. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> so, going crazy on this. This. Is how, this is how Gordon and I do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know – the twins know what they're getting in Korea. That's why they're in on him, whether they wind up with him or not. And what you get with him beyond what we see on the field is a guy that makes his teammates better is a guy that makes the room better. And, and, and they're huge on that. Um, I've covered four teams. They're one of them. That's a different regime now, but that culture in Minnesota values that as much as anywhere I've ever seen. And so if, if they're all in on this guy, then that's the real deal. And um, my limited uh, interactions with him suggest that's who he is. I believe that's who he is. Yeah, I think actually the cheating scandal may have matured him up more than anything. He sort of took um, the lead afterwards and, and said and did a lot of the right things. So Altuve and those guys wouldn't have to be the face of it. And so I, I, I do, I agree with you in a lot of ways. Um, I think he also has put on his best face and performances oh, yeah. as he's gotten closer to free agency now twice. But the things you say about him, I, you could say about Dansby Swanson, complete winner, complete utter winner. And I, that's why I worry that he may not come because it, unless he's assured they're going to win right now, he may not want to want to be here. Those fiance plays for the soccer team here. So we can make a few cases. Um, Bogarts and Hoyer have a history. Uh, I'm kind of, I, look at the end of the day, I'm with you. They, they, Ross they, might have a bigger history with Bogarts. Yeah. They don't come on the market very often. Um, go grab one. I, I, I'm with you at the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. Go get one. Even if you have to, you know, right. O- quote, overpay a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Or look, the last year or two is not great. Whatever you yeah. deal with it. Go do it. It's cost of doing business in your uh, Chicago freaking Cubs. Yeah. Jesse, you said something that resonated with me too, in terms of, you know, Cray would kind of be that first star player. And part of that reasoning is because the guy that probably has the most case for that is not coming back next year. And Wilson Contreras, how do you view his market? Because, you know, in the, we they had the trade on the table for the Astros. That got shut down. The Astros are reportedly still interested in, in him. And Gordon and I and Cap have talked a lot about the, the Cardinals and the nightmare that would be for Cubs fans. But how do you view his market? Yeah, I mean, it's not like 30 teams are are probably talking to his agents, right? That's It's probably not that big. A lot of these teams really favor their their defensive metrics and their game calling and all these things. I'm not exactly sure why there isn't more like bidding on him necessarily because the arm is going to be important with with the the running game now increasing. Uh, But I get it. I get it. Cleveland likes to make sure their pitchers are taken care of. And some of these other teams, the same thing. I I think St. Louis falls into that category. I, 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 I don't think he's going to sign there, but I, I think Houston's interest renewed interest is real. 
Um, I, I think the Rays would kick the tires on him. They get, they can get creative, even though they really care about their pitching infrastructure as well. I do think it's a bit limited of a market. He's sort of caught in between. He's not going to catch every day 140 games for the next five years. Um, and then all of a sudden, as a DH, you know, his numbers are okay, but they're not, you know, Jordan Alvarez is a DH. You know what I mean? Like, he's a little in between. But I still think he's going to get his 70 80 $90 million because there's not many guys that can do what he does. Um, I think his agents will do a good job, you know, using teams against each other, including the Cardinals. Uh, I, I don't know where I put the favorite, maybe Houston, because we know they were interested in it, and I do know that they are again. I, I think one of the his values of his market, you, you know, you mentioned the catching, you mentioned he's not going to catch as much as a, a, a classic starter, but I think a lot of classic starters aren't catching as much, especially now that the, there's a universal DH. I, I think we saw a blueprint for that in Chicago last year. And that said, I think if – if he gets a five-year contract, let's let's say, he's going to be one of the catchers on your roster all five of those years, even if he his number of games behind the plate goes down throughout the course of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's still – you're not backfilling for him per se. And as long as the bat stays lively, and if you, if you project that as a team that's going after him now, I, I, think, I think his market – I mean, you said it. You said, I think his market should be strong. I think his market should be um, stronger than we're hearing it is. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. I think his negatives have been, I think, overplayed out there. It, it, not in, the, not with the fans, but with with some of the nerds. The Sorry, I'll say it. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's overplayed. There's when he is behind the plate, that bat really elevates that position. What? What Which, I was by the way, to, the Cardinals did not have last year. Yeah, but, but I would say if he was ending up to be a full-time DH, which he won't be, like you said, then, then, then okay, that doesn't necessarily justify $100 million necessarily. Um, but as a hybrid, he should still get 4 and 80 something like that, as a hybrid catcher, DH, maybe some first if you need him. Um, he's going he's gonna to make a lot of money. Whether it's 180, 75, 90, I, I don't know. It's going to be somewhere in that range. I don't think it's going to be real Muto money, but it's going to be more like Salvi Perez, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, um, and he'll do just fine. Because I, I do think, look, there were probably more negatives three, four years ago. I think he has matured up. I think, like I was saying, the best thing to happen to Craya, maybe the cheating scandal, the best thing to happen to Contreras was the Cubs selling all those stars off, and he became the face and leader of that team. And I think he did a pretty good job. I think he probably clashed with some of those stars. But um, when they yep. left, he, yep. he he matured up and was the guy. And you don't hear complaints from umpires as much. And whatever complaints you hear from pitchers, is, I, I don't know. I don't hear many. It's whispers here and there. I'd rather throw to this guy than that guy. Look, if, if you can throw. Every team has that, it seems Yeah, every like. team has that, exactly. If you could throw guys out at second, pitchers like that. Yeah, or, or at first, behind the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, another another guy in the market that I think is interesting for the Cubs, uh, Christian Christian Vasquez, and I think we talked about a Ross Red Sox connection. I believe him and Ross played together. He he was on the Astros. That was the catcher they got instead of Contreras. From a Cubs standpoint, if if we're talking about the post Contreras years, he's someone that would, would be interesting for my seat from the defense and really the offense he brings too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, Gordon, you probably covered this a little bit closer in the last few years than I did. I mean. This should be Miguel Amaya's time if we go back a few years. This is another right. reminder. Like we were Braylon just talking Mar- about this yesterday, yeah. Yeah, like Braylon Marquez. I mean, all all great plans, right? Best play, best made plans. 
that uh, it, it should be his time. They, they had a couple catchers, go, you know, coming up through the system, and now nobody's really ready. So who they pair with Gomes, and this is why it's another, you know, if we're going to expand on this, I'm sure it's another sort of, what, what do you want to call it? Um, not gap year, but they're going to get a bridge in center field. They're going to get a bridge at first. They're going to get a bridge at catcher. They don't have an emerging star there, which is why a lot of fans don't understand why they just don't re-sign Wilson Contreras. So uh, I'm not sure, Tim, where they go with that. All I know is they don't have anybody ready to take over. And I, I, I don't imagine they're going to spend a ton of money on that position, given all the needs on the pitching staff and in the middle infield. And even if they have to go out and stop gap in center yeah. and first. Yeah. I mean, they actually have some in-house option, options, even if we're not quite sure who the hell P.J. Higgins is. Yeah, they don't have the guy that stares at the camera anymore. Um, they, don't, <laughs> they don't have – but P.J. – like, I, I think they like P.J. Higgins. I, I mean, he's – he's. I think he's a 26-man roster. He's like – he's a guy you could use, um, and he's, he's a self-made guy. Like, he works his butt off. But emerging – you know, the next emerging starting seven-year catcher for the Cubs, I, I don't know who that is right now. Yeah. Taylor Davis. So Taylor Davis. Yeah, Taylor Davis. There you go. Well, a lot of like, – there's also – you made a good point about a stopgap. Like people talk about not Sean Murphy, but trading for a catcher. There's the fans speculate that I shouldn't say people talk about that, but that Avenue, but that, that wouldn't even make sense either. If they're talking about what would you give up and if how they're viewing it in terms of maybe just covered for a few years before someone is ready from your own system. Yeah. yeah. They trade. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't think they're ready to trade from their prospect list for a catcher. Right. Um, I think they want to hoard all those guys as long as they can and then and then pounce, whether it be in July or next offseason. Um, they're really just – they need another – I mean, they need another year. We we don't have time for that, but they need another year to see what the Owen Casey's really are going to be about, right? We're still in that middle, you know, the lower end of the minors for a lot of the guys. PCA is getting closer. There's guys getting closer. They need another year to figure this all out. Uh, but they – they probably don't have another year with the fans because we saw attendance dip already. I wonder if they have another year with ownership because uh, that marquee network sucks anyway. And I, and I think that the, I th- think that it's lost money. If it hasn't lost money, it sure hasn't made the money that they thought it, it would at this point. Attendance is down. They've, they've knocked down ticket prices 5% going into next year. They might not have the leash that they used to with ownership either. Uh, well, by, but- by definition, you don't have Theo, so you're not going to have the leash that he had. They right. probably they probably do have another year with ownership. I mean, the worst thing would be if they had a huge payroll and didn't win. The second worst thing is, I guess, a low payroll not winning. So at least they don't have the worst thing going on. They have the second worst thing going on. But I, I, they probably have another year of this I, you know, from owner. I mean, if it, if it doesn't come together, I, it, you know, it, it's certainly better by 24. I, I, that's kind of my guess. And let me ask you this. I mean, mm-hmm. I think. I, th- I think you'd probably agree. We both like Jed Hoyer. I mean, he's he's really like, look, I think we all like him. Um, is he around next time they're winning? And I mean, like, uh, in the playoffs, winning a playoff game. Is he yes, is there the yes. next time they win a playoff game? Yeah, look, I, I think he he's a smart baseball guy. He knows the market now. He knows what he's doing. It does, there's no guarantees here. I'm not saying he's infallible. He walks on water. He's got a long way to go. I mean, in that division, wild three wild cards. Win yes. a playoff game. I, 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 I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's there. But I also think that Ricketts is pretty loyal, and he's not going to pull the plug in a year. I think you got to see some progress. 
for sure. And by 24, you better be right there. And then at that point, you know, it's just a matter of getting in and winning one game to qualify for what you're saying. I'm going to say yes. Look, I got to say yes or no to the question. I'm going to say yes. All right. Fair enough. So so what is, in your mind, Jesse, a reasonable expectation for this offseason? Like we talk about shortstops and, and Contreras leaving. Like if, if this team would get into spring training, what, what does the roster look like and how close would it be to a, a playoff appearance? I think not that close. I mean, could they get to 80 wins? Yeah, if everything falls right, they get the right stop gap and center, and then PCA comes up, they get the right stop gap at first or better than stop gap, maybe if it's if it's uh, whoever, Abreu or Mancini or someone like that, and then Mervis is a real deal. I mean, that would be huge if Mervis is the real deal. Now you found a, a, a left-handed slugger off, off your own tree. Um they got to add to the pitching staff. There's no doubt. They've got to rebuild the bullpen. And I think that's, I think they'll spend money there. You have to have a bullpen. You have to have depth. That's why you're seeing a lot of these little moves. But look, last year, they probably, they could have been a better team if they were healthy to start the season. Miley, Smiley, that whole group. So let's assume they have a little bit better health instead of three starters down as long as they were. I think they could, they could be the 75 to 82 win team that they, they want to be. I, I, you know, I can't, you're, Theo used to say this, Gordon. When you're ninety, when you're, what's that? Where are they going to get the runs? I mean, it, it, Contreras is gone. We don't know. They can't backfill that bat behind the plate. Um, well, they could at first. They could find it at first. I mean, Emil um, Re- Reyes isn't even around anymore. Right, right. You sign, look. You sign a DH. You sign a first baseman. Now, I don't think you can get much in center unless you're, unless you're looking at Brandon Nemo, which they're probably not going to do. It's more like a Kevin Kiermeyer. They really want to hold the spot for PCA. Uh, I mean, look, Wisdom's still there. He's a 20-plus home run here. I agree with you. It's not easy to find unless Mervis just rakes. Um, and, you, again, you sign, you sign a couple guys, not named Aaron Judge probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a 70-80 it's a to 80 win team um, unless they go out and sign a few stars, even with a shortstop. It was a or, wait, wait, wait. It, it, it was a seventy to eighty win team this year, and they lost guys off that team. And 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 every time we brought up a guy, you're telling me they're not going to get him. So well, I I didn't say no to a shortstop, but I are they going to get? They're going to get a first baseman of some sort that has power. They're going to get a, a, a center fielder that is decent, um, but again, more of a stopgap. Uh, and then they got to spend on pitching. I mean that 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 that's the name of the game. Still, I, I they're not going to be a perfect team going to spring training. I think we know that uh, they're they're still going to be. Def- you're not going to fix a power outage in one offseason without spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And they're the Chicago freaking Cubs. Look, man, before we let you go, I got to ask you this. Yeah, you're, you know, you're not going to get Correa, not going to get Swanson, not going to get I don't know Tur- Turner, not going to get probably Rodon. Not going to get judge. I think you said that. Give me the biggest free agent you think they'll get. The biggest free agent I think they'll get. Well, it's probably got to be in first base. Oh, yeah. um, really? Yeah. The biggest free agent they're going to get. I is mean, a- it, look, I, I have Bogarts in parentheses. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe they get that a shortstop. Maybe. But as you've seen, in many prediction models outside of Chicago, not a lot of people think that. Not a lot of people think that. There's, there's, they're, they're not a favorite to get one. But here's, they could, here's the problem with that, right? They could get so, one. So let's say they backfilled all their pitching losses. 
let's say they backfilled all their hitting losses and they're the, they're the same team, but healthy next year. They're a worse team than they were because the shift is going away. If they don't get one of those shortstops. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, they got a contact staff. Yeah. It, it, the biggest name could actually be on the pitching staff. I mean, uh, Taiwan Walker's a decent name, right? I could see that happening. Um, yeah. Someone like, like yeah. yeah, you know, sec- I just think it, here's the problem. I do think it's going to be second tier. I could be wrong about the shortstop. Look, it's, I, I'm saying they're on the edges of it. Um, I think it's second tier. It's second tier starters, second tier first baseman, second tier center fielder un- until they're closer to winning. That's, that's my feeling. Tim, when was the last time I was not the most negative guy in a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what if this proves to be negative or prescient. We'll see. <laughs> well, let's let me ask you guys before I go. Like, what was Suzuki and Stroman to you last year? Uh, they weren't top tier. They were next okay. tier. Okay, so I'm in that range. Good players. You wouldn't say, oh, they they stink. They're good players, but they're second tier. That's, that's the way I would describe this offseason with the possibility of one of the shortstops if, if things work out right. Okay, but but here's the thing about this market, right? There's so many more teams with so much more money, and it's a it's sort of a normal offseason. You don't have that flurry right before December 1st, and then you don't have that mad dash when, when the 99-day lockout suddenly ends. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just I, – what happens when some of these second-tier markets – accelerate blow up because so many more teams have money and the musical chairs game starts playing out. Well, nothing says the Cubs can't move quickly. The other thing is, and going back to what I said about Swanson, if you're talking top tier a a lot, now that there's so much money there, um, you have to convince guys the Cubs are going to be a winner. Don't tell me the Cubs are the only organization that treats their families. Well, all all the top organizations do. I've seen it. The Phillies, They love it. So you got you still have to convince someone or two to come here. This is, again, the quandary. Convince them to come here before you're ready to win means paying max dollars. And I don't think the Cubs are ready to pay max dollars. Jed Hoyer, quote, absolutely plans to compete next year. I think Jesse makes a good point. It's different than it was four, three, four, five years ago. Like, yeah, you want to win, but Jesse's saying it's not a team with that that young nucleus anymore yeah. it's it's it, you, they were always in a position where they could spend top dollar but now it's a matter of it, you have the money do people want to come here when they see how long it might take i think it's harder to trust the cubs if you're a free agent i think it's harder to trust cubs ownership if you're a free agent you've seen this happen twice now maybe you maybe it's happened twice in your career well here's what i'd say it's harder to trust the cubs compared to many other teams now the yankees the red Sox. It's easy to trust the Cubs compared to the Pirates or the Reds. I don't, you know, well, the Pirates, those teams the Reds, they're, not, they're not offering multiple. Well, that's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Now, you are no different than the – let's just use the Phillies, right? You are no different than the Phillies. There's no, no reason that someone that, that's thinking about going to the Phillies, oh, no, I'm going to choose the Cubs right now. You know, I mean, again, let's just love one city over the other. But most of these guys just go um, – they go, they go where it's com- going to be exciting to play and where the contract is. But when the contract gets to a certain level, there, you know, you'll take a few million less to go where you want to go, which is, I think, what Swanson could end up doing with Atlanta. But in the Cubs' case, you've got to show them you're going to win and, and, or pay them the max dollar. And I'm not sure they're ready to do either yeah. one of those things. They better, they better open up that wallet. 
Yeah. That's how yeah. it happened. Yep. All right, Jesse. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We'll let you go. Check out Jesse's work on ESPN. They had, a, like we said, a, a really interesting prediction piece today for the MLB offseason. Winter meeting is a couple of weeks away. And that puts a wrap on this edition of the Cubs Talk podcast, NBC Sports Chicago production. For Tony, Claire, Cap, Jesse, Gordon, I'm Tim. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>